Hello and welcome. Before we get into the episode, I just want you to know that I am happy and grateful that you tune in weekly. Last week, we reached a milestone of a hundred downloads. So excited. And I thank God for each and every one of you. So if this podcast has encouraged you to pursue your relationship with Christ and take your Bible reading seriously, I praise God for that. And I also ask that, you know, please continue to share with others. I also, um, you know, want to remind you, please leave a rating and review. This helps improve the visibility of the podcast so that many more can find it and be encouraged. So thank you so much. And may God continue to bless you and lead you to him. You're listening to Everlasting Fruit with B. Charles. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage you to seek God daily. It's about learning to be intentional in our walk with the Lord by remaining rooted in Christ. It's about reading to know and love God's word. It's about producing fruit that brings glory to God. It's a journey of growth and everlasting fruitfulness. Join me weekly so that together we can draw encouragement from the word of God. I pray that the Lord will use this podcast to move you to seek Him daily for every day and for every area of your lives. Let's get into it. February is here, and I don't know about you, but everywhere I look is red. Red hearts, red teddies, heart-shaped chocolate. We are definitely being conditioned to prepare ourselves for Valentine's Day. But I stopped celebrating Valentine's Day a long, long time ago because I saw that many people or even the people that I dated in those times would do absolutely nothing for 364 days. And then on Valentine's Day, all of a sudden buy some flowers and chocolate and expect applause. (laughs) Like suddenly it exempts them from every other day. So I don't celebrate it because if you're going to love me, do it every day. And most specifically on days I do not expect it or deserve it. If you decided to love me, then show it every single day. So ladies, let's remember that the presence of lavish gifts and treatment on Valentine's Day does not mean that love is present. Likewise, a lack of lavish gifts does not mean that love is lacking. So keep that in mind and don't get angry. Just move forward. For my sisters that are unmarried, don't fall for the love without commitment. Also called love for the season. Also called love with, you know, a little bit of... (laughs) ungodly benefits. Don't compromise for a box of chocolate and a dozen roses. Read your Bible and stay prayerful so that you do not fall into temptation. But anyway, let's move forward. So today, let's talk about love because love is a relational word. We usually understand it when we interact with others. So What's the big deal about love? How do I recognize love? Can love sustain a relationship? Is love enough? 
Well, this month, I hope to speak on some of these questions. But before we get into that, let's look at how love is presented in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 13 states, I'm reading the whole chapter because it is equally relevant to this topic. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13 covers love in such a profound way. The Apostle Paul specifically uses the Greek word agape for love in this in this particular chapter here to spell out the attributes of what it means to love sacrificially. It, it literally debunks a lot of the beliefs we hold about love today. However, before reading this, I just want to reiterate that the Bible is a whole. So this chapter is obviously a continuation from a previous chapter, and that's 1 Corinthians 12, which talks about spiritual gifts. As you can see, he is mentioning a lot of the spiritual gifts in his passage. So we see in the first verse when he states, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith so as to move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If you isolate this verse, you won't understand that Paul was letting the the Corinthians know that all these spiritual gifts he just talked about were just a bunch of noise, if not operated with love. As a body of Christ, love is our driving force. But more so, agape or sacrificial love is a love that gives of itself without expecting anything in return. In fact, this type of love gives even when nothing will be returned. It is a love that is rooted in self-denial for the benefit of another. This love is not the love that we champion today. In our society, we don't applaud this kind of love. We don't even, you know, <laughs> um, advise this kind of love. It is not self-love. We see a demonstration 
of sacrificial love in Jesus as he died so that we can live through him. The self-sacrificing love that, you know, Jesus demonstrates is not what this world is used to. This world is all about me, myself, and I. How will this benefit me? How is this going to make me comfortable? How is this going to be, um, you know, good for me? But when Jesus came and he took upon himself our sins and the weight of this world so that he can save us and reconcile us to Christ. He he wasn't like, oh Lord, these people are toxic. And for my mental health, I need to practice self-love more. They can die for their own sins. He wasn't like that, but he willingly, like agape love, it's a willing decision to yield oneself for the sake of another. Paul is really hitting home with the truth that our actions and motives must be backed by love. Jesus' actions and motives were backed by love for the Father and for us. He carried through with obedience because no matter what we do, if it isn't in love, we are wasting our time. All our activities must be done in love for God and for others. You don't come to God in prayer without love. You can't even pray for someone else unless you genuinely love them. I'm not talking about mere feelings of good towards another, but I'm talking about praying that God would answer someone's prayer about a matter that you haven't even gotten an answer for. Spending hours praying for someone you do not even know so that they can be saved or praying for the well-being of someone who is particularly unkind to you. How about that? This love that Paul is talking about is what feeds our obedience. It is because of the self-denial that comes with obedience that we are able to follow Christ. Paul is explaining to the Corinthians that the gifts of the Spirit are great Love is greater. Serving in church is wonderful, even if it is done willingly, but it is useless if not done with love. All the things that we do when we sacrifice our time, our energy, ambitions, money, it is useless if we're not acting out of love. We should lead with love, act with love. We should relate with love We need to communicate with love, correct with love, teach with love, explain with love. Heck, we should even spend with love. Maybe that would change some of our financial habits. If we spend money considering others in love, wow, (laughs) all of a sudden that handbag won't be worth, won't be worth it. There are a lot of good things that we do, but without love, they're useless. And that's what Paul is trying to hit home here. That all these prophecies, all these tongues, all these things that we seek after, or all these things that we do in the name of, you know, Christianity or serving God, they're absolutely meaningless. They're absolutely nothing if we're not doing them in love to God and to others. So what's the big deal about love? Well, for starters, God is love. And we understand love through the lens of our creator. Now I'm about to read a very important verse. And if you're a believer and do not know that, do not know this verse or have this verse memorized, 
Well, here it is so that you can have it memorized. John 3 verses 16, it states, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Immediately we see that there is a giving of something that the receiver of this gift cannot be able to give back. God's love is giving, knowing very well that we, the recipients, are not able to return this gift. We also see the sacrifice as in literal sacrifice of himself as Jesus. For who? For a people that will reject him and kill him. But yet all of this He knew from the beginning of time. He made arrangements so that he can save us from ourselves, specifically so that he can save us from loving ourselves to hell. In 2 Peter 3 verses 9, it confirms that the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. That's how much the Lord loves you. That's how much the Lord loves his people in that he sent his son for your sake so that you may be saved to be made holy and prepared for a life of eternity with Jesus. God loves us so much that he does not want us to perish. And we see that the first attributes of love in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 is that love is patient and kind. We can understand these attributes of love by observing the life of Jesus. Some some other Bible versions have patience uh, written as long-suffering. I believe this to be the greatest definition of patience in that it is not a quick or a short-term state. It is a long-lasting state. And even in that process, it is still kind. Under trials, it is still calm. It still waits and is hopeful. It is restrained and in control. However, a lot of us, when we suffer just for a tiny bit, we are angry and the wicked comes out immediately. But the character of Jesus is that he is long suffering. He is patient. He endured so much suffering for our sake, yet His love for us did not change. His treatment did not change. And that is why his love transforms us into his likeness. We see Jesus showing that love is not so much about how we feel, but more so about how we respond. When we see love in action and understand what it looks like, we can differentiate it from the love that the world teaches, the love that is selfish. The love that lacks patience and does not know kindness. We can reject the love that is not peaceful, that does not bring goodness, that is not joyous, a love that is not faithful, a love that is not gentle or self-control. Hey, if you notice, the fruits of the Spirit are attributes of love. And this is not a surprise. For us to produce fruit, we are to be deeply rooted in Christ. And God is the author of love. So if we remain in him and continue in him, we can be sure that according to Galatians 5 verses 22 to 23, we will produce the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's it. That's our standard. And that's on God. Anyway, 
We have reached the end of this episode. So tune in next week so that we can expand on what love is and what love isn't. I hope to talk to you soon. God bless. Please don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and review. I look forward to reading all of them. And don't forget to share the encouragement with your friends and family. Also, make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Everlasting Fruit Podcast. Or you could shoot me an email at everlasting.fruit8 at gmail.com. That's everlasting.fruit8 at gmail.com. Until the next time, God bless.